The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hi, and welcome to our very first episode of Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I am delighted that you are here to join us for this first episode. Today, we are going to talk about three key stumbling blocks small businesses face when it comes to marketing, the top five misconceptions about using social media for small business, and then later on, I'll give you an overview of some of the upcoming topics that we'll be talking about on marketing that won't break the bank. But first, I want to give you a little bit of background on how how I got here. Um, I have about 25 years of experience in marketing, a good portion of that in corporate America and then on my own. Um, But it's really been a unique experience. And if I look back over those 25 years, a lot of it has really been centered around doing more marketing with uh, less and on a shoestring budget. So the first half of my career was spent in high-tech industries, actually working for diagnostic imaging firms where we sold uh, CT and MRI systems and x-ray equipment. But I was working on the services side, so that meant that I was putting together marketing programs to sell maintenance agreements on these multi-million dollar systems. Uh, Think of it as a maintenance agreement on like your air conditioning system or on your car and you really do need to maintain these systems uh, throughout the life to make sure that the you expand the lifespan of the system. But some of the things that I had to overcome uh, at the time were a mindset from the customers that service should be free. And when you think about the fact that uh, to replace an x-ray tube is about $100,000. We couldn't do it for free. So we had to get over that and, and explain to them that it's important to maintain your system. And by maintaining it on a service agreement, it's a lot less costly than if you did it um, by just doing it as it broke down. And then the second thing that we had to overcome was the fact that our salespeople also thought that it should be free and they were trying to throw it into the sale of the product and we had to try and train them to make sure that they understood the value of service. The second thing that we had to overcome was the fact that at that time, service wasn't really thought of as a product Um, So uh, upper management didn't really think it was necessary to spend money marketing our services versus the product. So the product marketing staffs had budgets in the millions of dollars. And we were lucky if we got a couple hundred thousand, if that at, at least. 
And uh, our budgets were always being cut. So if we weren't making the money, uh, the first thing that would be cut would be our budget. And in fact, I remember uh, putting together our marketing budget one year, and we really did our due diligence as to how we were going to practically uh, market our service agreements and, and some of our service programs to our customers. And we came up with a really robust uh, marketing program. And it was going to be about $250,000, I think, for the year, which was maybe a tenth, if not less, of what some of the product marketing people had for their budgets for the year. And management came back and said, nope, you have about $25,000 to market for the whole year. So we had to come up with some rather interesting and uh, unique ways to put programs in place to tell our customers about some of our service agreements and why they had to uh, purchase one and also explain to our service people or our salespeople how to actually sell them to our, our customers without discounting them heavily. But in the end, we were able to really create some great customer-centric programs and increase our uh, contract capture rate so that more people were um, buying these service agreements for the systems. In some cases, we had we started with a capture rate of about 45% or something like that, and we were able to increase it to 85 to 90%. And in some cases, on some of the systems, we were actually able to get 100% of our customers to purchase those agreements, and uh, that was fantastic. But we did it all on a limited budget and had to get creative. Then my, my next step in uh, my uh, career was to go and work for a retail management company. Think about uh, the malls, uh, the big malls and the strip malls that you see in each of the communities. I was working for the uh, retail side of that to market the the uh, centers in the communities. And if you know anything about me, I hate to shop. So this was kind of an oxymoron and it even got funnier because one of the first um, mall settings that I was put in was a high-end retail mall center. Um, think uh, Neiman Marcus and some of the other high-end stuff. So it was really funny that uh, I was in this situation. But what I found was that I absolutely loved working in that situation. And one of the reasons for that was that it was, I was working with all the small mom and pop stores, trying to figure out how they could market themselves within the center, within the community. And in most cases, they too didn't have a whole lot of marketing dollars to spend. So we had to get creative. And some of the ways that we did that were, were we brought some of the merchants together so that they could cross-promote themselves within the centers and in the community. Um, the centers also offered some marketing programs that they could take, care, uh, take advantage of uh, during the holidays and throughout the center. Like they had uh, incentive programs to put posters in the centers. They had uh, coupons that they could put online. That was just about the time that the internet was taking over and they were putting up coupon pages and events and all that sort of stuff online at no cost to the um, to the small business. We created uh, incentive programs. There were things that were going on in the community itself that they could take advantage of. So we were able to really take a lot of um, time and effort to put together marketing programs uh, that they could 
uh, promote in the in the community and not spend a whole lot of money out of pocket. And this is really where my passion for small businesses grew. And my mantra at the time and, and to this day has really been marketing doesn't have to be expensive to be effective. You just need to know how to, how to um, take advantage of what you have and work with it. And then after that, about uh, eight years or so ago, I decided to go out on my own and uh, opened my own marketing consulting business called 411 Marketing Solutions. And it's really interesting because up until this point, I was actually spending everybody else's money uh, when it came to marketing. And I couldn't really figure out why they had this aversion to spending uh, money on marketing. Because if you remember, if if you've gone to college and taken business classes or grad school, Uh, The whole idea was that you had to spend money to make money. And that made a whole lot of sense to me. And it it just boggled my mind that these people weren't uh, weren't in that groove and they were trying to save as much money on marketing as they could. Well, when I opened my own business, I was in their shoes and I finally understood that it's your money and you're spending your money on marketing. And I had to really grasp that, that I really do need to do this, but I need to do this in an effective manner. Um, and this was also when social media was just coming on the scene and uh, small businesses were trying to figure out if social media would be a great place to advertise their business and, and uh, market their business. So there was a lot of interesting stuff going on at that time and there was a a huge learning curve as to what you could and could not do with social media. So I had to figure out how to balance the online marketing and the offline marketing. And uh, what we did was, uh, what I did was after a lot of training and some mistakes, I actually was able to become an advocate for small businesses and help them build their online offline marketing to help them succeed in their businesses. So whenever I talk to uh, someone about marketing and especially on online marketing, it seems like it's this big old mystery, this uh, ball of wax that they know they have to do, but they're not quite sure how to untangle it and and do it correctly. Um, and, And in fact, that's seen in some of the uh, results from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, where about 20% of small businesses fail in their first year, and uh, by their fifth year, 50% fail. And the two biggest reasons why, one, obviously, is they run out of money, and the second is ineffective marketing. And uh, with ineffective marketing, it's really about that they don't know how to successfully market themselves or they think that it's too expensive, which goes back to the first reason why they fail. Their fallback position is really, my product and service is so great, if I build it, they'll come, I don't have to market. So uh, we have to get over that. The truth is that marketing is part science and part art. And what you need to know is who your customers are, how your products and services fulfill needs, solve problems, and simplify life. And then you have to know where they congregate, where your customers congregate, both online and offline. And it's not about how great you are or how great your products and services is. It's about how people want to know, like, and trust you. And that only starts when you can have a conversation to get to know them. And it can't be done just through selling. 
Um, th- so the first stumbling block is how, not knowing your customer. And some of my favorite answers when I ask the question about who their target market is, is anyone with skin or anyone who breathes. And I really had somebody who is in the life insurance industry. Um, I asked them about their target market and they really did say anyone who breathes. And uh, I came back with, is a two-year-old your audience? And we had a little bit of a chuckle about that. Uh, And he said, well, no, not actually. So what you need to know is you need to know um, what your customers' likes and dislikes are, what their goals are, what their challenges are, what they do in their free time, and, and treat it as if it's your best friend sitting across from you at Starbucks and you're asking them about how their business is going and how they're doing. Um, and once you get all that information and you can talk to them on that level, then they'll be able to connect with you and you'll be able to get to the details and, and let them tell you about what your, uh, how your product can help them so, uh, fulfill their needs, solve their problems or simplify their life. And once you get that all done, you will actually be able to get over this type of stumbling block, which is really good. Um, it's, it's just one of those first things that you have to do before you do anything with marketing. Um, and if you don't, all your marketing is going to be off wonky. So, uh, we're going to go to a break right now. And when we come back, we'll look at two more marketing stumbling blocks and then dive into the top five misconceptions of using social media to promote your business. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411marketingsolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411marketingsolutions.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. 
Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Before the break, we started a discussion on the top stumbling blocks that small businesses face when they're promoting their businesses. So now we'll finish up that discussion and then switch gears to talk about some of the common misconceptions about social media marketing for your business. So the second stumbling block that I've run into time and time again is that uh, small businesses don't have a marketing plan. They may have a business plan or some a semblance of a business plan, but they don't have a marketing plan. And they uh, think that any and every new idea may seem good, but uh, when it comes right down to it, their plans aren't well thought out and it doesn't really fit with their overall business goals or the point of each strategy. They really need to know what, what's going on. And what this results in is a lot of frustration and wasted money. And the thoughts that go through their mind are nothing works. I'm sick of what I've with what I've done and I'll do what I've uh, been doing for the last 10 years. Or um, they start thinking about, well, why is my business failing? Why don't I have any customers? And a lot of it goes back to not having a good marketing plan. Um, When it comes to not having a marketing plan, what I mean is uh, they do have some semblance of a marketing plan, um, but it kind of breaks down into three categories. And I I, um, categorize them this way. There's the spray and pray method. There's the Lone Ranger method, which is also known as the do-it-yourselfer. And then there's the ready, fire, aim method. And if we're honest with ourselves, we've all done at least one of these at some point, including me. So, I know exactly what happens when you take some of these methods and we're going to go through each and every one of them. But I want to give you a scenario to start out with. Um, So the scenario is that you provide surfing lessons and you really want to promote your services to the community. So in the spray and pray method, uh, what you do is you put together a postcard or some sort of announcement and you send it out to the entire universe and pray that your phone's going to ring. Um, You didn't do any of the target marketing that we talked about and figuring out who your audience is and what their pain points are and all that. And the result is that your phone doesn't ring. You don't know why it's not ringing. You get frustrated and you... uh, figuratively kick marketing to the curb because it doesn't work and you say oh I'm not going to do this anymore you may wait a couple of months and try something else but it's really just back and forth you don't know what you're doing Um, in the lone ranger method which is the do-it-yourself method you see a new marketing approach it's like that shiny objects and you just want to take hold of it and, and do something with it or your friend says that they did something and it, uh, on, the, on their marketing and it worked really, really well and you're not in the same industry so you don't know that it's going to work well but if it worked for them, hey, I'm going to try it myself and I can do it myself. So maybe you start a blog or a Facebook page or an email campaign and, and you're gung-ho about it for a week or two or maybe even a month or two, but you find out that you don't have enough time, you didn't really plan it out how you were going to post or, or write these articles or send out these emails, and the result is that you have no followers, no comments, and no phone calls. And again, you get frustrated and you kick marketing to the curb because it doesn't, didn't work and you don't want to try it anymore. Um, and then the third method, 
which is probably the more sophisticated of the three, is the ready, fire, aim method where you have done your due diligence with making your message and and making sure that it's reaching your target audience. You've put in a call to action that's clear and you're doing everything that you're supposed to do and you pull the trigger and you mail your postcard announcing your surf, surfing lessons and you send it to the senior citizen community. Well, in this case, you actually failed to reach your target audience. And uh, the result is you're getting phone calls for geriatric sur uh, surfing lessons, which is not your cup of tea. And again, you get frustrated and kick marketing to the curb because it doesn't work. You really need that marketing plan to make sure that you avoid some of these uh, stumbling blocks and, and, and some of these uh, marketing plans that don't work and what we'll do in an upcoming episode is really help you craft a very simple uh, marketing plan that will be effective for you and can be customized to your audience and your your industry and we'll do that in an upcoming show. Uh, the third stumbling block that we're going to look at is social media and uh, everybody pretty much everybody knows that social media is really important and it's a good thing to do for your business. Some have been able to run with it and use it effectively, but others uh, tend to avoid it at all costs, hoping that it will go away. Well, it's not going to go away. Um, they, uh, and in these cases, they don't see how it's going to help them and they're at a loss how to use it in general for their business. Um, they don't know that they're, audiences online and they just they just don't understand social media and how how it can help them but the main point with social media is that it levels the playing field so big businesses and small businesses alike can succeed online as long as you have the proper strategy and you put in the time and effort to it and you need to keep in mind that you treat social media as a way to get your audience to know like and trust you and it, once they know, like, and trust you, they're going to buy your products and services. So now we're going to get into some of the major misconceptions about social media marketing for small businesses. But I want to start with what is social media? And a lot of times when you think about social media, you think about some of the networks out there like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Pinterest, I Instagram. But really when it comes right down to it, if you take the social out of me social media, you have media, and it's all about the content. So it's all about the pictures, the music, the webinars you listen to, the articles or press releases you read, the surveys you take, the streaming uh, video that you see. It's all content, and you just need to build the content. Now, there's also something called social networking, and that's all about the conversation. So that's the conversations that you're having on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. And the goal is to take all that content that you have and turn it into a conversation. And that's really the uh, goal of social media. And the reason you want to do that is twofold. One is to drive traffic to your website. And the other is to create raving fans. And a lot of times small businesses um, get uh, social media marketing and website marketing confused or, or they think they're the same thing and they're really not. When you're talking about website marketing, you're talking about uh, yourself and your, 
your website is there saying, hey, look at us, we're a great company, um, buy our products, buy our products and all that. Whereas social media marketing is getting everybody else to say that you're a good company and that they sh- and that their friends and family should buy from you. So it, it's a subtle difference, but it's getting the recommendations from others that have come to know, like, and trust you and to build that relationship with those customers and, and potential customers before they even get to your website. So the first misconception that we have about social media is that you need to be everywhere. And uh, if you were everywhere, you would have no time to work on your business because there's over 500 social sites out there. We know the big ones, but there's an awful lot of small ones too. And the thing is that not all sites are right for you. So you really do need to look at who your target market is and what's your plan. And you need to choose wisely. You need to start small and you need to do your uh, research. So if we go back to our uh, previous example of the surfing lessons and your target is seniors and and your target is not seniors. So you don't want to use Snapchat to talk to seniors. So you really need to know who who you're talking to and which markets, uh, social networks are right for you. The second misconception is that your customers are not on social media. I think we've kind of proved that, but some of the numbers uh, are that uh, Facebook has 1.7 billion monthly active users. Twitter has over 300 million active users. Um, LinkedIn has over 450 million members, and some of the others have a lot but um, as well. But the smaller pa- platforms may even be well for, uh, better for you, but your customers are online and your potential customers are online, so you need to find them. The third misconception is that success is measured by the number of followers you have. If we were talking about eight years ago or so, that could be true, but I don't know if you know, realize this, but uh, followers and likes can be bought and sold, and it's not a good idea because you can get caught, but the whole thing is that you want to make sure that you are interacting with your your customers and your followers and engaging with them. So it's better to have a thousand followers that are fully engaged than a hundred thousand followers where engagement is at um, one percent or so. The idea is quality over quantity. Um, They should be following you because they like to know, have come to know, like, and trust you. And ultimately, they're going to buy your products and services, but not just because they're a number in your arsenal. Misconception number four is that it doesn't really matter uh, what I post or how often. Um, Just please do not post just to post. We all have those friends that post everything that they're eating and every time they move. And you know how annoying that gets. So you really need to have a plan for your um, social media marketing. You need to uh, know what value you're offering. You need to know, uh, they need to know what times they can expect you to post. And you need to interact with them. And then the fifth uh, misconception, which is really important, is... um, Negative comments hurt my business reputation. Uh, A lot of businesses and a lot of people that I've worked with have uh, asked me what they should do about them. They want to ignore them or they want to delete them. Um, Do not ignore them or delete them because people are watching how you're going to handle these situations 
And it's part of that no like and trust factor. So you need to acknowledge and address the issue head on. And uh, that will go a long way to building that trust factor with your customers or, or your potential customers. And just just be kind about it. If it gets into a bigger discussion, uh, just say, you know what, let's take this offline. I really want to solve it. Um, and just don't get into just don't get into an argument about it online because they're going to look at that, too. Uh, so we're going to take another break now. And when we come back, we'll be answering your questions about what we've discussed so far. So please call or email us and we'll answer your questions after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing Night Won't Break the Bank. Uh, before the break, we were talking about some of the common misconceptions about social media and also some of the uh, stumbling blocks that small businesses face. And I'm sure that today's topics have stirred some qu- questions up for you about marketing in general and social media for small business. So we're going to take some questions from our listening audience. And I believe first we are going to talk to uh, Norma from San Clemente. Norma. Yes. How are you? Yes. I'm good. So what's your question? My question is, I know or I've heard that there's like over 400 or excuse me, 500 social networking sites. And obviously I am, well, not obviously, but I am very overwhelmed. How do I find the networks that are most useful to me in my business? 
Well, that's a really good question because um, it, it can be overwhelming and a lot of people just uh, default to the Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn and all that. And one of the things that we're going to, uh, one of the ways that you can actually do some research for it is to go to a site called noem.com. So it's K-N-O-W-E-M.com and they actually list all the sites that you can join and they break it down into a lot of different categories. So they have a business category, a community category, uh, design, entertainment, health, info, music, uh, news, tech, travel and radio and some other categories. So you can actually see where the networks are. And then what you need to do is you need to just go and visit them and kind of listen into who's talking and what they're talking about and figure out which one will work for you. The other good thing about this site, Norma, is that you can actually um, see if your business is, um, or your business name or your keywords are already used as usernames because that's Mm -hmm. another thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that all of your um, marketing names on Facebook and all of these other sites kind of match so that people know when they go to a social media site that they can type in, for example, 411 Marketing Solutions and they'll find you. So that this site will tell you if your uh, business name or your keywords are already taken. So you can figure out where what to do. So it's really, it's really cool. Does that answer your question? It does, it does. How many would you suggest that I start with? You know, it, it depends on how much time you want to spend on social media. I would really start with maybe one or two and get really good at working on those and then build from there. Got it. Thank you. You are quite welcome. Thanks again. Okay. Thanks, Norma, for calling in. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for the help. Thanks. Uh, next, we have Charlie from Mission Viejo on the line. Charlie? Hello. How are you? Hi, Janet. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Awesome. What's hey, you know, so I've been listening to the show. A lot of great information here. Um, you, you mentioned about knowing your customer and really talking to them directly. And, you know, with my business, you know, I serve a lot of different groups of people. Um, can I make it something, like, broad enough so that I could, like, talk to everybody at the same time? Well, actually, that's a really good question, Charlie, because... I get that question a lot and a lot of small businesses don't want to narrow their audience because they're afraid they're going to miss somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Definitely. so, so what I suggest is that you uh, figure out, you can have more than one audience, but you need to put together a, a target plan, a target marketing plan for each audience. For example, if you're, um, if you're selling skincare products, right? We talked about um, don't use the everyone with skin scenario. But if you were to say something along the lines of, um, I help people, who, I help teenagers who have acne get over their acne or their adult onset acne, 
Um, when you think about it, you your audience may not know somebody with that, but they may know somebody who also has a, a similar skin condition. So you, you'll draw them into that audience as well. Or you'll you'll actually start they'll actually start to see people who could use your services um, in that segment and draw other people in. Or you could have two different segments. So say say you're selling um, health insurance to um, small businesses, um, and you're talking to them about their uh, benefits and and all that, and how it's important for them to buy group policies for their their employees. But you're also selling individual um, insurance plans. Then you you have those two different audiences, and they both have different needs and wants. Because in one, you're selling to the HR department. The other, you're selling directly to the, the end user. And um, they're not going to listen to the same audience. So you can't, um, you can't combine them. Gotcha. And, and in, your, in your expertise that you kind of do on there, how long of a time frame do you think I should like, work on one? Like you were saying there, if I had multiple different things, if I was selling to like an individual and then I want to sell to a business... When I'm marketing that side, should I? How long should I stick with one before? Because I know you you're all about like we got to see results. I shouldn't just try it one week and throw it away. You know what what kind of time frame should I? In your expert opinion on there, how long should I try something out for before going to the next one? Before you know, kind of moving on. You know, usually it takes about uh, three to six months before you see some results. Um, so stay with it for about three to six months. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't um, throw in something about, hey, here's some, for uh, the HR department, here's some information that you might want to give to your your employees, which would be your individual target market, to say, this is why this is important. And you can't give something to your uh, individual individual policyholders to say, hey, um, you might want to talk to your HR department about this. So gotcha. there are some gotcha. things that you can do to, to cross-promote even yourself. Awesome. All right, Jen. Appreciate Good. it. Good. Great. Any other questions? No, that's what I got. You, you pretty much asked okay. them all. Okay. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. And next we have Lisa, who is from Irvine. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Janet. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for a great show. It's, you're giving a lot of really good information. So thank you oh, for, for providing that for us. So I'm in a highly, um, I'm in a service service field and I'm in a highly trusted field. And so social media is a great place for me to be able to go and post to try to build trust with potential clients and with clients that I have now. Um, but you had made a comment about being kind of obnoxious about it and, and how much do I give personally and how much do I, what should I be posting for something like that? So you can actually do a, a combination of things. Um, you can post your own information. Um, so maybe you're writing some articles yourself. Uh, okay. You can post those. Um, you can also post uh, articles that you've read and just give a little bit of a, a reason why you like that article and how it's important to your, your clients and your customers. You can post motivational uh images and and videos and all that sort of stuff too because I, I don't know if you've noticed but a lot of social media today is visual mm-hmm. so you want to make okay. sure that you're you're uh, hitting that that as well and you did mention too that um, 
a good portion of getting people to know, like, and trust you is um, getting them to know you personally. So every once in a while, you can throw in something about what's going on in your life or, or something that happened and how it relates to your business. Oh, okay. So I should mix both personal and business into social media strategies. You can, but, but don't, on the personal side, just make sure that it's a little bit relevant to your business. Okay. 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 Perfect. Thank you so it, much. I appreciate it. You are quite welcome. Thank you so much for calling in. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so some of the other questions that I normally get when it comes to social media and uh, internet marketing and marketing in general, um, particularly on social media, is I don't know what to, I don't know where to get content and all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of places out there where you can actually um, curate content so you can see what articles are out there um, that are pertinent to your audience and all that. And that's what I was talking to Lisa about is just find some of those articles, um, give a link to them in your social media and say, hey, this is, this is something that's important um, for you to understand about this industry or this product or this service and just uh, let them know what you think. Um, it's not always about selling your product and service. It's also about making sure that you're providing information that is useful without them thinking that you want something in return. So that's really important too. And the other thing that you need to be careful of when it comes to social media is um, you shouldn't you can post the same thing on other networks as well, but just make sure that you're not posting everything the same on all the networks. Um, they don't all uh, play well in that area, especially when it comes to images and, and video and all that. Um, but if you have a following and they're on all those networks, you're going to just inundate them with the same information over and over again. And after a while, they're not going to be listening to you. Um, some of the other things that we will be talking about at some point are you need to make sure that whatever if you're writing your own articles and and, and posting those articles that you're making sure that they're um, full of your own keywords, which are the things that people are typing into Google to find information on whatever topic it is. And um, just make sure that you use those constantly in your social social media and on your website. So we'll be talking about that as well. And uh, one of the other things that we need to talk about, that we will be talking about at some point is how to incorporate video into everything. And you kind of have to get over the fact that you need to be seen. And that's one of the great things about social media is it is personal and people need to know, like, and trust you. And the way that they get to know, like, and trust you is actually to see you um, so that they can put a face to the voice or the writing or whatever. And that will go a long way to helping uh, bring up your social media. Um, and I think that some of the other questions will come up as we go along. Um, if you do have any questions, just let me know and we'll be happy to answer them um, as we go. These have been some great questions that Charlie, Lisa and Norma have asked and um, I really appreciate them. If, if you had questions and you just didn't get to them and uh, you still have them or you think about them later on, 
please make sure that you send me your questions at Janet at 411 Marketing Solutions, and we'll see if we can address them on another show. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to give you a sneak peek at what's in store over the coming weeks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411marketingsolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411marketingsolutions.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. And I want to thank you again for all the great questions we had before the break. If I didn't get to you or if you think of something else that you wanted to ask, please be sure to send me your questions at Janet at 411MarketingSolutions.com and we'll see if we can address them on another show. But now let's take a look at what's coming up for Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about marketing to your ideal customer. Uh, Everybody and anybody will get you no one and nobody. And you remember earlier on, we were talking about your target market and all that. And uh, I had made the comment that my two favorite uh, non-target markets were everyone with skin and anyone who breathes. So next week, we're going to talk about how to narrow that down so that you know exactly who you're talking to and how to talk to them and and how to fulfill their needs, solve their problems, or simplify their life. And we'll also look at a simple way to uh, build a customer avatar, um, which is a, a, a marketing term of putting all that on paper and uh, fleshing out who who your uh, target audience is and that one person that you want to talk to directly. And then uh, later on uh, 
in upcoming episodes for Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. We'll talk about building your marketing roadmap and how to put together that simple plan that we had talked about earlier. A lot of times, uh, small businesses just don't take the time to put that marketing plan in place, and they think that it's going to be a long and drawn-out process. And really, all you need is a a one-page plan with some very specific topics included in that, and we'll go over how to do that. Um, The other thing that we'll talk about as well is how to start conversations with your customers. Sometimes we're all about uh, telling our customers about our products and services, and we don't necessarily take the time to listen to our customers. So we'll talk about how to do that and how to ask them questions and and respond to their questions to you and take care of um, some of those issues like the negative comments and all that. Um, We'll also talk about building your email list, and uh, I'm sure that many of you have heard the comment that uh, the money is in the list. So even if you don't have an email list, we'll talk about how to start building that and building your tribe and and following. Um, And it's really important to have that email list and, and mail them on a consistent basis because it does keep you top of mind, and most people will use those uh products and services that they actually uh, remember. And it takes at least eight to 16 touches before somebody actually hears your, your message. So email is a really good way to do that. One of the other topics that I'm really looking forward to talking with you about is uh, networking isn't just an app. Uh, the pendulum on, on marketing has swung from uh in person and making it personal to making it all about social media and there has to be a balance. So we're going to talk about how to get out there and meet uh, your customers and how to, how to uh, present your, your business to others in networking settings and what to do and what not to do when it comes to networking. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, We'll also talk about uh, content is king uh, it's all about being able to be seen online. And one of the things that I have learned is that uh, Google and some of the other search engines are looking for a fresh, relevant content. And it's it's almost amazing because sometimes I talk to uh, clients and potential clients and they say, well, I have a blog and I post maybe once a month. And that's not fresh, relevant content. Google is constantly searching out there for that fresh, relevant content. And if you don't have it, they're not going to search your uh, website or your social media that often. So you need to be posting about once a week at the very least. And sometimes you run out of content. So we'll talk about how to, how to find that content. Uh, we'll also talk about the power of community. Uh, when I was telling you about my uh, past experience, we talked about the malls and the retail centers. And one of the things that I found is that it's really important to get involved in your community. And your community also offers a lot of help for small businesses. Some of it you have to pay for, but there's a lot out there that they offer for free to help you succeed in in their community. So we'll talk about some of those opportunities. And then, of course, we've talked about video and how it's important uh, to your social media plan. And uh, so we'll talk about how to incorporate video and live streaming into your marketing plan. 
and how to do that on a fairly uh, simple basis and make sure that you're getting to your audience and you're all set up and you can get over those jitters of it being you on the screen and all that sort of stuff. Um, we'll also talk about some cr uh, cross-promoting and developing your power team. So um, you are not alone. There are other small businesses out there that are willing to help you because you are both um, marketing to the same group. So in, uh, as an example, you may be a mortgage lender and you ha can team up with a real estate agent so that the two of you can work together to promote your services together. And we'll talk about how to do that. We'll also talk about finding your voice. A lot of times what I find is that um, small businesses, small business owners just don't know what to say. They don't like to talk about themselves. Well, some of them don't like to talk about themselves. And they just don't see themselves as an expert and how to um, project that expertise to their um their clients and their potential customers so that they can know, like, and trust them. We'll talk about how to find your voice. And then we'll also talk about um, paid versus organic marketing. Um, I get this question a lot. Uh, everybody's so uh, interested. They see all the Google ads and the Facebook ads and the ads, this and that and the other thing. And they try it out and they wind up spending an awful lot of money and they don't see the return for it. For example, I had a, a potential client that um, had a Facebook ad out there and they didn't set it up right. And they wound up spending like $6,000 on this Facebook ad over a year. And it was just a simple Facebook ad that they boosted and it didn't get them any clients or anything like that. And at the end of the year, they said, what did we spend this money on? So we'll talk about how to really put together a strategic plan for uh, paid marketing. And we'll also talk about how to balance that with the organic um, blogging and some of the, uh, and using keywords and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of uh, things that are coming up. And I'm really looking forward to this. This is an excellent opportunity for you to grow your business. And we will, um, we have a lot coming up. So if you would like to see, receive some updates on the show and bonus materials, please sign up for our email list at 411marketingsolutions.com slash radio. And when I talk about bonus materials, I'm talking about, um, some worksheets so that you can set up your customer avatar, some uh, materials that you might want to read to make sure that you're, you're setting uh, up your social media correctly and some, uh, some uh, references to what services to use, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be uh, great. And all you have to do is sign up at 411marketingsolutions.com slash radio. And then also, if you have any comments or suggestions for future topics you would like to hear, please take a minute and email me at Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com and we'll get that on the schedule so that we can talk about that because I guarantee you that if you have a question or you would like to hear about something, someone else does too and we'll just take care of that. So... I want to take an opportunity to thank you for joining me today for our premiere episode of Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. 
And I hope it was informative and you came away with some new ideas to market your business. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. 